Alright guys, welcome back to Volcors Exposed. Uh, I'm Nathan Kirk, and let's be real here. It's been a crazy, I would say, past, I don't know, three or four months with everything going on. And this is actually take two, because uh, <laughs> uh, I actually uh, started recording like a minute ago, but then Joseph had a laughing episode. Just started randomly laughing. He literally couldn't contain himself. It was a little weird, to be honest. I didn't even notice he was laughing. <laughs> like, just started randomly laughing. Uh, yeah, so I'm hoping everyone is doing great. Um, again, there's a lot of um, stuff going on in the world. And I'm just going to make it clear that there isn't a point in time where I dismiss it or I, I dismiss it as less important. But I, I, I definitely do want to bring up topics to move away from that. I want to have more positivity on my podcast, on my, on my YouTube channel. Not necessarily to move away from it, mm -hmm. but to just not focus on it so much when there are other mm. positive things that we can bring to the table. Right, right, exactly. Perfectly worded. Um, now, but on that on that same note, I, de I definitely want to point out a, a few things that we've already talked about um, recently. And it's it's about how if if people who have been personally affected, sorry, there's people in the background because it's like really, really echoey in the hallway out there. But I just wanna say that if, uh, no matter what race you are, no matter what background you are, no matter where you come from, if, if you've been personally affected by it, you need to speak out. Even if you've just witnessed it, if you've seen mm -hmm. being a part of or just experienced racism towards others or yourself in any way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Talk about that experience, put your voice out there. Because if a million, two million, three million people mm -hmm. plus start talking about their personal experiences and start putting mm -hmm. their voices out there, then that's going to be incredibly oh, yeah, sure. hard to ignore, right? Exactly. Racism can't be ignored if there are millions and millions and millions of voices talking about very personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, because it's going to be on a more genuine level rather than which is another point i want to get to you have these big companies saying oh we're involved and we're trying to change um and we're trying to do positive things like i'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus here but instagram when they change their like profile photo you know they blacked it out and i get that that's cool but what is it actually doing for the black community or just for racism itself it's not doing anything um and it this just like it, it goes for all companies don't say that oh we, we did this or we changed this about our company and then not doing anything um it's it's a waste of time and it actually is a little more offensive rather than it's just it's just hollow it's yeah it's, it's hollow it's a hollow statement because you're saying i care Mm -hmm. but you're not doing anything exactly exactly makes change mm -hmm. the most that this is doing is directing people's attention towards the movement mm -hmm. but the movement itself has already garnered so much sources that mm -hmm. are capable of getting that information out there exactly that you don't need 
for example, Reddit, to <laughs> change their logo from red to black. Yeah. We don't need that. Maybe mm -hmm. what we need is Reddit to take, remove all those racist subreddits. Which there are hundreds and thousands. There are of... so many subreddits out there mm -hmm. that are super racist and even sexist. There mm -hmm. are a lot of subreddits out there of just people who have free reign to talk about all these just disturbing, horrible things. Horrible things. And if Reddit can get rid of those. Which they have the power to. They have the power to. They should do that, not change their logo. Exactly. Or they could do both. That would be. They could set up some sort of a filtration system um, within Reddit to block uh, any negative or just any discriminatory um, acts of, of, of posting. Or... Now, Reddit probably has a system in place. Oh, probably. Like, for something. Mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. maybe i don't know we don't know <laughs> yeah um but if they have the power to remove those racist subreddits they should yeah exactly um it, it, it's because like there there is power there's capability but i feel like nothing's pushing it to be put in place and that's that's what's the most upsetting part about it. Like, don't black out a dashboard. Don't black out the font and then say you care. It's, like you said, it's a hollow It's a hollow thing. But, again, that is all of that. Mm -hmm. I want to move towards something that's a little more positive because this whole year was... And I'm an idiot for thinking 2020 was going to be so amazing. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we have to, to get a clip of you saying... Uh, it was it was New Year's. Mm -hmm. You were making your resolution. You, you believed so strongly that 2020 would be one of the best years for your life. Yeah. And things were going to change for you. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, the world's changed. Uh, yeah. Yep. Not for the, uh, Not better. the better. It's been the whole, everyone's been suffering. Um, the whole, globally, it's been, everyone's been suffering. And then there's been personal things. And, and it, another thing I want to just point out. Um it's so obviously the whole the whole world is going through some very tough times right now but it's like i find that even personally just random things happening like for example my car just parts just so many parts going on the car for like it's just so frustrating and it feels like this year is like because of small things, it's almost to have the self-awareness of it. They're like, wait, this is our time to screw up Nathan's life. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we're going to, if we're going to, uh, impact him on like a, on a negative level, this is the time to do so. I feel like all the negativity in the world right now just makes everything feel worse. So even mm -hmm. if, even something that would seem not so big of a deal. Oh yeah. Because everything is going wrong mm -hmm. it just it makes you feel like that's just one other thing going that's wrong. exactly not yeah, a big deal that's exactly how i feel because if this was two years ago if it was 2019 and this happened something went on my car i'm like oh that makes sense whatever who cares i'll replace it not a big deal you know it's it's just a money thing i could just regain that money but, but because of everything happening at once in this year it happens i'm like oh, another thing i just want to rip my hair out mm -hmm. um but yeah, so if anyone um, if anyone wants to comment down below, also use hashtag uh, Volcors Exposed. Um, if anyone wants to comment down below, you know, if, if there is a personal thing that just happened um, in your life and it just feels like it's also a part of this kind of 2020 
horrible vibes kind of thing, let me know. I'm, I'll, I'm really open to um, talk about it and communicate with you guys. Um, it's going to be a real glass half empty uh, <laughs> comment section. Just yeah. So you know. yeah. Uh, I, I definitely do appreciate it, um, especially the positive the positive feedback that I'm getting uh, from you guys on the YouTube channel. That is something that definitely keeps me going because, uh, what? <laughs> what am I looking at? We, 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 sorry. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> my, my uniform, I just... Um, oh, yeah. I didn't know I still had that. Oh. <laughs> We're trying to think of positive topics here. We should maybe talk about hobbies and just things that we can do mm. during quarantine and during these times to, to kind of like move on. Oh, Because there's still right. a lot of like mm. positive, fun activities you can do that don't involve getting in mm. other people's space. You don't have to. Yeah. yeah. You know, as long as you're being uh, clean, you stay sanitized, mm -hmm. you social distance, mm -hmm. you can still do activities like paintballing oh, and yeah. stuff like that. Exactly, Go exactly. Out and enjoy the outdoors because, like, right now being cooped up inside, it's just, mm -hmm. it's gonna mess with your head. Oh, easily. And I, another thing I've noticed too, also with other, you know, YouTubers and content creators, um, they're, like, when this started, the pandemic was like at, you know, peak pandemic. It was like, you know, everyone was, it was strict. You know, no one leaves their house, no one goes to see their friends, no one does this, no one does that. Now I, I'm seeing a lot of, okay, they're stepping out, they're making the, um, <clears throat> they're making the sacrifices of, okay, you know what, I'm going to see my friend, regardless, um, which we are doing now. Um, like for example, um, Good Mythical Morning with Rhett and Link, um, they were doing the, the quarantine. They were still doing their podcast, they were still doing their episodes, but they were just doing on video chat. They're in their own homes, but now I think they're, they're like on their their second week, I think second or third week, where they're now actually back in the studio together, and you can just see the life in them come back. They're they're just generally just they're so happy to see each other in person, and you can actually see that on camera because they've been apart from each other for so long. Um, now they are still taking precautions. There's obviously less film crew in the studio. There's probably only three of them. But it's just amazing to see visually on, on how happy somebody is um, or how two people are just because they've been apart for so long. Um, so, yeah, it all this definitely affects <laughs> all of this. <laughs> um, being cooked up inside, um, you would... If you were telling this story um, to your kids, if I tell this story to my kids that, you know, we were cooped up inside, they're probably like, oh, it doesn't sound like a big deal. It's not that big of a deal. Once you live it and you do it, it it actually it actually wants to make you go insane yeah. to a certain point. Especially with how dry and humid it's been, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's the heat. Yeah. There's the just, yeah, the feeling of, just isolation yeah. and i don't even i don't know if it's staying inside that makes me uneasy i i think for me personally what Maybe makes me have to be inside yeah have to be inside i feel like because we're being enforced that you know you should stay inside that's what makes mm -hmm. me uneasy if i made a choice to do an experiment to stay inside for like two months 
whatever. <laughs> because, you know, we have entertainment. You can, you know, watch TV, play video games, et cetera, et cetera. But you can only do that so long to the point where you crave to go outside. Even walking to the store, you know what I mean? They say don't go outside unless you have to. Um, now, lately, let's be real here. A lot of people are going outside because they want to, mm -hmm. which is perfectly fine. So your brother um, encountered someone. Mm -hmm. what was it a coffee shop? I don't know, um, but he was in line, and someone there didn't have a mask on. He wasn't respecting any mm -hmm. any space. He wasn't social distancing. Mm -hmm. Brought it up, said, "Hey, could you mm -hmm. stay two meters apart?" And he's just like, "What? Coronavirus isn't a thing anymore." And that's because yeah. a lot of people because. Right now, what's going on mm -hmm. with the, the movement, the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. A lot of people are ignoring COVID-19. Right. Yes, Black Lives Matter is a more important movement for society. We yeah. need to push that movement. Mm. But at the same time, we need to respect each other's space and social distance. Exactly. And I feel like that's what, when it comes to news, when it comes to news, mm -hmm. or like, it's like Black Lives Matter movement, COVID-19, and then Black Lives Matter movement comes up. They're like, oh, wait, quick. We need to drop COVID-19 and move <laughs> yeah. on to this thing. <laughs> and before that, it was murder hornets. Yeah. There was like one bee. Yeah. And and everyone was freaking out about it because mm -hmm. they talked about COVID for so long. They wanted to move on. Find yep. a new topic. Oh, headlines. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, It's, I don't know. It's, all of this happening at once, it just sometimes, sometimes it feels like it's just all about, you know, the news. It's all about publicity. And it's like, it, it, it feels like it's not genuine. It feels like it doesn't matter. But it actually does. Like, COVID-19 is a real thing. Mm -hmm. People are getting sick. People are dying. But it feels like when it comes to the news, they're just ramping out all this information. 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 And for young, the younger generation, you know, teenagers, you know, even kids were like 12, um, they're not going to read into facts or the, the actual logical side of things. They're just going to read into, oh my gosh, this is happening. And they, they, you know, pull out their phone, their iPad. They're like, wow, look at all this news. But is it accurate? All they see is just a bunch of numbers they're not looking into it, um, so we don't we don't even know well, what the news uses percentages a lot. Yeah. See, the thing with percentages is that they're relative to a number. Right. So, a twenty percent increase in cases in a specific area could sound like a really huge number, mm -hmm. but if there were only three cases or four cases or ten right. cases in that area, that's not a huge increase. No. At ten cases, that's one new person got infected but they'll say 20%, and that sounds huge. So every article you read, if it's using percentages, look more into the situation before mm -hmm. you freak out. Because in some cases, it's not as bad as they say it is. And in mm -hmm. other cases, it's worse. It's worse. So you need to educate yourself. Yeah. And, and, and instead of just taking every article at face value, mm -hmm. if, if you really want to know what's really going on, and we talked about you should that educate day, yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love what you said we're going to talk about positive things. We yeah. said we were going to okay. talk about positive things. And we just focused so much oh, on man. current events. 
It's, it's because this is... We're using up so much of our segment on this. We're already halfway through. We need to... Come on. It's just positive. Like a huge Let's thing. go. Okay. Um, so, we were like huge... When it comes to science... Um, huge nerds. Yeah. Huge nerds. Uh, <laughs> we definitely lean into the more scientific um, side of things. Um, we like... I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Um... For example, Nick showed us this video on the group chat. It was water. That's me. Oh, you sent yeah. it? Okay. Um, I don't know who sent it, but I do know you and I were just like... It was me. <laughs> so Nick had no... Does he... Nick never saw it? No, he saw it. Oh, he saw he it. Okay. It. He really liked it. He thought it was cool. Okay. Um, but the water was flowing in a way where the... Um, Oh, crap, what is it? What is it? What's the word? Um, so it, it's called laminar flow. Um, so if you turn your faucet on and you turn it on like a lower setting, you'll notice that the water is coming out more smooth mm -hmm. um, and, and there's there's no disruption. You have no of those white particles, which is like the, the sort of the breaking the, up of or, the H2O. Or the bubble effect that you get in yeah. their oxygen molecules. So that's, that's called laminar flow. It's when water doesn't have any disturbance. It's mm -hmm. flowing in perfect unison. This is a really cool video mm -hmm. of someone found a very picturesque um stream of of water that was in a state of laminar flow mm -hmm. where it was so still and so perfect mm -hmm. that it looked like it was frozen like yeah. it was ice and they touched it and it dispersed. it actually fooled me like i um, i 100 believe like i thought it was uh, like frozen i thought it, looked, it was like an ice cold and it was so amazing and just science just science science yeah. does that <laughs> yeah, it was really cool um, yeah and, and like for something so simple, like just water flowing mm -hmm. without being disturbed versus water flowing and being disturbed, mm -hmm. there's so much science yeah. and, and math that goes into that. Exactly. What makes that happen, right? Like if, if you look into anything in the world, mm -hmm. anything, you, 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 like for science is behind it. There's so much complicated yeah. science behind it that may seem, well, mm -hmm. it is complicated on the surface. Mm -hmm. But then you look into it and it's just like, it really is just yeah. a couple of variables mm -hmm. that just happen to work right. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. And some of it can be really cool. Like yeah. laminar flow. I've seen another one you where... you can do from your own kitchen. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you can literally like, oh, I don't know if you get it that perfect. It's pretty rare. Well, it it's undisturbed. Yeah, it's just undisturbed water. That, that, that picture X like that is mm -hmm. so extreme. Yeah. yeah. You can still... Still replicate Some, it. Like, I, I was a photographer. I see. I'm sure a lot of you guys seen it. Um, but he he must his shutter rate must have been really high to capture this. But it, it was um, Olympic swimmers, and she must have been doing like the backstroke or something. But um, when her face was coming out of the water, he captured the surface tension of the water moments before it broke. So there was this layer of smooth, undisturbed water over her face like just like seconds before that surface tension broke and like like just like a, some people are like oh okay whatever but but that's because it's an incompressible liquid yeah almost incompressible yeah. um so no matter how much force you put on it mm -hmm. it's it's not going to like break exactly immediately it's exactly gonna, it's gonna try and keep its form mm -hmm. until it reaches a like that science an area that it, it can't con like exactly like when we uh in science class when we're like when we're in school remember uh mr yates he uh 
he, he got us to fill up these cups and like just fill them up like just moments before they started overflowing. Yeah, and you can see that the water it was goes domed. above. It was like convexed almost. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it's, just, it's it's simple, but it's amazing. I actually don't know the science behind that. I, I don't but either. It's, it's still <laughs> incredible, you know? Yeah, but like there's so... We're probably boring a lot of people, but if you're stuck at home and there's nothing to do, I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. I mean science is such an, like a, a cool thing that you can just... Mm-hmm. The more you read, the more it makes you smile. Because, like, it's it's all these things that just shouldn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. With science. Um, I, there's a... such huge... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, uh, I guess, I don't know. There's, there's rumors going around that they're thinking of making a train that goes from Toronto to Montreal. And the travel time is going to be 45 minutes. Um... Now, an average drive from Toronto to Montreal, I think it's like seven. It's got to be at least eight hours. Um, now, and how they're how they're thinking of doing this is, it's going to be a tube. So the train is going to be traveling through a tube. But what they're going to do is they're going to vacuum all the air out of this tube, and I think the train runs on like a magnetic kind of. There's an article on it. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, so the Hyperloop idea, so pretty much it, so extreme high-speed train. Um, I'm pretty sure it, it's almost like what, I think in Japan, what they use a lot of their trains travels on magnetics, which would make sense. Um, for, because, because then there's no friction. Yeah, exactly. So frictionless travel or close it, to. Yeah, exactly. So it can reach high speeds very easily, but at the same time, they're like, you know what, let's ramp this up. We'll put in a tube. And then vacuum the air out of it. Yeah. So then you have so, so in the, no friction. There's no there's air no, friction um, resistance. Resistance. So like you're in a you're in a you're in a train that's cabin pressurized. But on the outside of this tube, there's zero air. So now like outer space. Yeah. And there's no air resistance. So basically, the force you start mm-hmm. with is the force you carry throughout. Exactly. The travel. And let me see if I can. Find okay, so da, 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 high blue train would take only thirty nine minutes to get from Toronto to Montreal. Thirty nine minutes and twenty seven minutes to travel from Toronto to Ottawa. Holy crap! Oh, that is crazy. I mean, does it say the speed? I don't know. Uh, but um, it did talk about. Is 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 this still being worked on throughout COVID? Do you know? I don't know. But I do know way before COVID, it was, they were, they definitely, it was when all was this over. article posted? Uh, 2019. Yeah. So this is not up to date. No. But the thought of having a train that goes from Toronto to Montreal in 39 minutes. And how they do it is, is actually yeah. really simple. It's really simple. They remove friction mm-hmm. and resistance mm-hmm. from the equation. Exactly. Because with even with a flight, with a plane, you have all those air molecules, and now you have to take consideration of your aerodynamic. Because, for example, that's how fuel efficient fuel fuel efficient comes into factor, especially with cars. The newer the car that comes out, the more fuel efficient it is because of aerodynamics. Also, it has to also take consideration of combustion and all that stuff. But look at Tesla. Like, if you just look at their design, they also obviously they're electric, but they also have to be very aerodynamic because if the car is not aerodynamic and 
the wind is just like hitting a flat surface. Really you might as well just economy. yeah. You, you might as well just remove the whole battery equation because mm. it just defeats the purpose. Um, but yeah, just that thought alone from just going from Toronto to Montreal in thirty nine minutes is ridiculous. Now I think the cost. I think they said when I read it, I think the average. I think the cost would be about like I think like three hundred dollars for a ticket. For a ticket. Wow. <laughs> uh, that would change obviously over the years. Time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now is I think I think. I mean, once you think about it, because it it takes me, it takes me, if I were to take the Trans-Canada Highway, which is not like a 400 series highway, it would take me about five hours to get to Toronto. And I would spend about, in my car, 50 bucks to fill the tank. I don't know, 300, maybe it's a little on the high side. It's high. It's, it's pretty high. Uh, would you get, wait, would you even feel anything? Would you feel anything if it's leveling if, if it's hovering on a magnetics which a lot of trains do um, it would be kind of like an elevator mm -hmm. the only thing i'm scared of is having Maybe. a complication an elevator speed. moving a different direction because like as the elevator moves down mm -hmm. you know like you'd think oh i should be oh right right but it doesn't because relative force yeah so it'd be kind of the same thing sideways i would i would imagine i don't know um, I would imagine it's, it would be kind of the same thing sideways. So it might feel like you're on an elevator that's moving left and right. The only thing I would be scared of is having a complication at that speed. You know what I mean? If something goes wrong but at that speed. Can you imagine if an animal somehow got in there? I mean, they wouldn't survive. Well, <laughs> I don't know. If you're in a tube and, and it's designed around that mm. then in a complication there's not much surface area for the train to right. derail like you can't really derail you just kind of true at, at worst you probably smack against the side of something that is true probably be really safe now the maintenance oh my gosh cleaning like all those windows and the cleaning the two like i i feel like they would have to hire like a completely dedicated like, crew yeah a dedicated just clean company just to do maintenance on it just the thought of that is just ugh. now oh wow we're already at 26 minutes it would, it would reduce the unemployment rate <laughs> yeah a tiny bit just a, like a microscopic a amount bit. yeah that's bad it's rate. it's horrible well especially because of covid yeah um it was bad before covid yeah it was, it was horrible it's just atrocious now it's just, it's almost hard to go back on, to be honest. Um, but science is just... It says one minute 15. Is that how much time we've left? Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh, damn. Um, no, like, well, it's because, I don't know why Lumix always has... Well, actually, I forgot which, which like, they have oh. a lot of cameras. <laughs> I was like, how do we jump from a train to Lumix? And I'm like, wait, yeah camera yeah <laughs> no like well, it was because my camera has a record limit and it's gonna stop recording in exactly 50 seconds yeah so we'll sign off to the video but we can keep talking oh yeah um, check out the podcast exactly. vocal cords exposed oh yeah for Nathan's sure channel. um so for those of you who's watching this on the channel right now um if you want to listen to the full version of this just go to anchor spotify apple podcast or pretty much any other podcast platform that you listen to um 
yeah, and of course, on uh, the video version of this, comment down below what you guys um, think of the podcast or what your thoughts are. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe as always. And you guys know that I also, I also vlog. So if you guys enjoy that, you can also uh, check that out as well. But um, yeah, we're just going to keep talking once the camera shuts off. Yep. <laughs> Which should be in five, four, three, two, one. And now it's just our listeners. All right. This is interesting. I like this. <laughs> um, yeah, this is like, oh, it's a revolutionary. I, didn't know <laughs> I thought I had a timer, a time limit. Well, it makes sense too because, like, usually podcasts are now pretty they'll long. watch both. Yeah, exactly. If they never planned on checking out your podcast. Now they will. Yeah, now they will. They want to keep hearing us ramble about random weird things <laughs> that we well, have no it, business. Yeah, well, because like it's weird because like this podcast. 30, 30 minutes is considered to be a short length podcast. Usually there's podcasts that's like two hours long. Um, so I, I don't think I would put a two hour long video on my channel. Um, so yeah, this is this is great. Cause like usually we run out of topics. Yeah. But I guess we could just keep talking. We're still talking about your, um, your train. <laughs> no, you, you kind of concluded that you said um, it would be, it would be, well, we both explained, you know, the science is really cool there, mm -hmm. um, but it's overly expensive. Um, and we, you started, you were on track to talk about your camera. Oh, on track right. to talk about it, and then it yeah. derailed. Okay, so um, the camera I have is a... That pun wasn't intended, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect, though. I know. <laughs> Um, the camera I'm running off of, um, for anyone who's, um, wondering about it, um, it's a Panasonic Lumix DMC G7, uh, pretty cheap camera. I only got it for like $790. Relative. Yeah. To the cost that a camera could be. It's cheap. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, now this is a mirrorless camera. <laughs> um, a lot of vloggers, they go for something smaller, more compact, maybe a point and shoot camera or what's that one that Canon has that everyone's using? I'm trying to think of the name. The M10? Is or it the, the new variation of it? Uh, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The is one, it a G, like a GX? Yeah. You talked about it recently. It's their new, uh -huh. it's a full, full frame run, right? I think, um, I don't know if this one's a smaller one, but I'm talking about like a, like a EOS. Is that what it was? Could be. Or was it there? Oh, I think, did you show me in Staples or was it the one that you showed me in Staples? Yeah, that, that smaller one, like it was like a, um, that was the M10. Oh, it was the M10. Or the M100, sorry. The M10 is the older one. Mm. Um, but they, they do have a, mm -hmm. a full frame, a full frame lineup, not just one camera. Yeah. Um, and they also, you they do have, there is one that's more sort of, cause like the, the M10 and the M100 is more of a budget camera. Yep. Then there's the enthusiast one, which I, you did show me. Mm -hmm. And I, I, then there's the full bot, full frame ones, which is your EOS lineup. Yep. They have the EOS M6, the EOS M7 and like, mm -hmm. I don't like their names. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like doing names. Um, but they have this entire lineup of full frame ones, um, which are like enthusiast, like yeah. super, super nice. Um, especially when it comes to colors, Canon's mm -hmm. really nice for that. Oh yeah. So Canon has 
their color science has always been up there. And what's falling behind them is Fujifilm. And, um, yeah, so I'm thinking of getting the X-T4 by Fujifilm. It's it's not necessarily falling behind them. It's it's just a, a different color science. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's not like they're lower than they are. Um, it's just a different color Fujifilm science. It's such a brilliant camera, though, made fantastically. Mm-hmm. They look so robust. Yeah. So nice. So robust. <laughs> I don't know why I can't. What take other that word. word is there? I can't for take it. that word seriously. But, but what other word can you use to describe a Fujifilm other than just just robust? Mm, just it has that oomph to it. Remember Nick? I wouldn't say oomph. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying robust in that sense. Jeez. Um, I'm just saying like everything is so purposeful. You know, it's I was watching a video. I think it was the Lumix G9. And it was comparing to the Fujifilm X-T3 at the time. And I sent it in the group chat. And uh, uh, what did Nick say? He said, I was like, oh, wow. I was like, I think, uh, it's like, I think uh, yeah. Fujifilm would be a great... I think X is a great budget. Yeah, camera. I think the XT the XT three would be a great uh, starter camera, a great budget camera, and I didn't see it. I didn't see his his comment because he already <laughs> sent something else. But Joseph saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting. I saw in the chat, uh, Nick, because Nick misread the the um, the video of comparing the Lumix to the Fujifilm, mm-hmm. and the, the video was just basically saying like the Lumix mm-hmm. can compete yeah. with the Fujifilm, which exactly, is, which is a achievement yeah right um but the fujifilm was the better camera it was clear in the video oh yeah but nick misread it and he's just like yeah i think the fujifilm you know it's a nice starter camera <laughs> but i really wish they would use that more classic design more often yeah <laughs> and and for those who don't know fujifilm always uses mm-hmm. their same signature design yeah in different ways a very retro design so, yeah it's a very retro yeah. very sort of I was a clean design. Mm-hmm. You can't oh, find a mistake clean. or fault yeah. in its design. There's nothing that, that's there that isn't like exactly like if you were exactly to take how it should be. If you were to take Fujifilm from like the 1940s or 1950s, and you were to put it next to a more modern, you would see that they definitely kept that design. They definitely yeah. their goal was to keep it. At now that. they've made changes and improvements. Oh, easily, but the yeah. core philosophy hasn't changed. Make a exactly. camera that is unique. And stands out, and you know that that is Fujifilm. But he said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what he said. And I was watching in the comments, and I'm like, oh my god, exactly. Nathan's gonna tear him apart. <laughs> but I didn't even see his comment. So like, ugh. Um, so when I get the XT4, God knows when. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm really, I'm. This camera is gonna be a workhorse. Um, I'm still gonna keep the DMC G7. Uh, great camera for those of you who's looking for a, a good camera. An actual starter camera. Yeah, an, an actual <laughs> starter camera for a good price. Uh, I recommend the DMC G7 uh, by Panasonic. 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 Um, you can even get them used on Amazon for like $400. And they're in really good shape. Um, so I recommend the Panasonic Lumix DMC G7. And uh, when I get the Fujifilm X-T4... It's it's literally going to be um, a workhorse. Um, I'm going to turn into a cinema rig, and we're going to do a lot of uh, a lot of skits with it. Because here's the problem that we have: so many ideas, so many ideas. We come up with skits, and sometimes out of the blue, we'll go into full improv mode. 
And we, now we're just improvising. Yeah, even if it's just the three of us in a room, mm -hmm. just having a conversation, yeah. we will just do improv. Just pure improv. And every time that happens, we think, if damn, there was a yeah. camera like, rolling just, damn it. right then, right there. Yeah. Oh, it would have been golden. And we definitely spend a lot of time writing scripts, planning, and just, it just we just never execute them. Um, we, so We have the means to do it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. we're waiting for perfection. Yeah. And the XT4 is as close yeah. as we're going to get. Exactly. So I'm going to get all the things to make it a... To what we need. Yeah, exactly. To get a, to get a cinema rig. Also sound. Uh, I'm going to get all the necessary requirements for sound because audio is just as important as your your picture. Um, so we also need to get a boom operator. we got to find somebody. Um, William. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get William to do it. <laughs> So he's gonna be our sound guy. So I'm, I, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm doing is, they sell. They have the they have the um, receivers that you could put on on a, so you can get your your shotgun mic or whatever type of micro, microphone you use, whether it's phantom powered or it's battery powered, um, and you could plug it into this receiver that sits on the end of your boom pole, and then you put your other receiver on your camera. That way, you have no cords, no cables. Your camera just picks it up. It's a very clean setup, which I want a clean setup. Um, so I, know, I do know some people on set, they run lavalier microphones. So basically just a, a mic pack. That's usually... <laughs> that... Sorry, there's people <laughs> talking in our hallway here. So sorry for completely stopping the time. No, no, that's fine. Um, I do know the, the X-T4, you're able to run like two channels when it comes to audio. Yeah, so you're able to, for example, if I wanted to put a lavalier microphone on you and have someone um, using it both. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So then instead, instead of like syncing it up in post, which is can get complicated at times. It's doing both Yeah, already. you can do two channels. And oh my gosh, the amount of options you have within this camera is ridiculous. It has a film simulation when you're recording video hmm. like so like a big problem with cameras as they get more and more advanced is that there becomes a point where things look where, where things become sort of what we call uncanny valley mm. something is so real yet there's always something off and when, right, when you get a camera right. that's so advanced and so perfect mm. that it's picking up every pore on your skin oh right every wrinkle yeah every flaw hmm. you you start it, it, yeah. it looks uncomfortable. It does. So, like, the simu film simulation, what it's designed to do, basically, is essentially just break up the pixels just a little bit. Just a little just bit. Just enough yeah. um, to make it look like a traditional film camera because mm -hmm. the film cameras didn't have that problem. Exactly. Everything just looked so just right. Yeah, it, 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 it had a more... Um, it had a more... When your, eyes when your eyes looked at it, it had a more... Um, Soft, maybe? It, it is. Not necessarily soft. Not um, necessarily soft, but instead of... Now, also this, this also concerns about the the, the lens you use too. Mm. If you have a really sharp lens, I mean sharp lens, it does look a little weird because mm. it does it, it it's too sharp. Um, and you're right when you're watching it, it looks you can't put your finger on it. Something's off, but something's mm. off. And they actually they when when they're making lenses, they do take this into consideration mm -hmm. because some 
you know, some movie crews, they, they, they want, they don't want a sharp look. They don't want to get, when you're, when you're getting close-ups, you don't want to see every pore. Yeah, you don't if, want if you to start see. focusing on every mm -hmm. little detail on their face, right? When you should be focusing on a more, then even it becomes... in a close-up, the idea is to get mm -hmm. the big picture, even in a close-up, mm -hmm. because you want to see the expression on their face, not their face. Exactly. Right? The subject isn't just that pore on their skin or the mm -hmm. hair on their face. It's more so about what they're expressing as an actor. Exactly. Or in a photo, it's, it's exactly, it could be, it could it can be different in a photo photo. That's why lenses like that do still exist. Because if you're trying to get the perfect photo of like a leaf, right? Maybe oh, you do want that right. super sharp lens, but for what, for what we want, which is video, uh, having okay. a film simulation is a really nice thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna look up the specs of the Fujifilm. I think it was sixteen to twenty-four megapixels. I think is what I read. It's so funny. It's such a new camera. It automatically defaulted it to XT4 or XT3. Uh, da, 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 I was looking at it just a minute oh. ago, but I found so many different listings that I didn't really pinpoint which one yeah was the real thing because some of them are like because mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of articles are like talking about what it will be oh. even though it's already out it's, it's right. just so new that a lot of articles are still talking about like speculation mm -hmm. so the maximum resolution is uh 6240 by 4160 uh, aspect ratio is one over one, uh, three over two, and sixteen by nine. Um, sensor is a is a CMOS, so, so it's it's a cut down. A, yeah. a lot of your viewers probably don't know what no, we're talking about, no. especially the science stuff. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so basically, CMOS means that they're the surface of the sensor, not the entire full surface is being used. Yeah. So um, when you take a photo you're going to see sort of less in frame. So yeah. you, it'll still be 16 by 9. Yeah. But that 16 by 9 square will be smaller. So exactly. imagine like if you just took your hands and just mm -hmm. cup them like binoculars around your eyes, you're seeing less of your yeah. peripheral. Exactly. That's what CMOS is. But um, it's not always a bad thing. So this, so it is, it, the X-T4 is not a full frame camera. Yeah. So... I want to break this down. Full frame, full frame cameras are amazing. Yeah, they do. Especially have, for light. Oh, they, they, yeah. Because they, they have more surface area, they're getting more light. Exactly, and like, there's a lot of people who use full frame and will only use full frame, and that is makes perfect sense. Yeah, full frame. But is here is thing. yeah, but exactly. But here is why if if you're if you don't want to spend the money on a full frame camera, here is why you should you should just stick with. CMOS. Um, CMOS or just it's not problem. that so yeah worse. exactly it's not that much worse so if you have a full frame camera and you're taking these photos with a telephoto lens well now you either have to get an adapter or now you have to crop in a bit exactly so when you have a CMOS sensor just a crop sensor and you want to put a telephoto lens on there they can't see what I was gesturing okay. so like, exactly <laughs> <laughs> you should probably explain yeah Joseph was just gesturing um, like <laughs> There becomes a weird effect on the outside of the photo 
you'll see mm-hmm. basically distortion. Yeah, exactly. So if, if you stick with a CMOS sensor and you put a telephoto lens on there, you're going to be like you're you're punching right in. You you see what you're actually mm-hmm. looking at versus with. You don't have to deal with those troubles. Yeah, exactly. So if if you're if if you don't want to spend the money on a full frame um, sensor. I'm I'm just letting you know that there isn't that big of a downfall if you were to stick with a CMOS sensor. Um, for example, my my current camera, the the G7, it's not full frame. There's no way it's going to be full frame. But I, it's it's not like it's affecting my videos on a significant level. I just put a wide angle lens on there. It's not a big deal. Um, but again, if you have the money. To get a full frame camera, get a full frame camera. <laughs> and even before that, if you're thinking about getting a full frame camera, or you're mm-hmm. thinking about getting a camera in general, or just getting into photography, mm-hmm. most smartphones are really good now. They yep. have really good cameras. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you, even if you don't know if you'll like photography or not, take your camera out there, go for a hike, yep. or, or out cycling, and just take yep. some photos. Because yeah. you might find the same peace and just calm that we do when we and go that's out how you photos, learn like I, I we'll go out for hours mm-hmm. at a time yeah hours at a time just out riding bikes and just finding locations maybe take one two photos of mm-hmm. an area move on and it's just the experience of going out and having something to do that you can enjoy mm-hmm. that's not so caught up in today's social media yeah. or just oh 100%. all this crap that's going on in the world right now mm-hmm. it can be an amazing escape. Mm-hmm. And so we I encourage yeah, you to go and try. Exactly, and I, I just, I'm sick of the hearing like the excuses of, oh, I don't have a, I don't have a professional camera, I don't have this, I don't have a DSLR, or I don't have a mirrorless camera. You don't need those things. When I started my channel, I was using my phone, and I was also using this point shoot camera, the, the Canon Elf 190 IS that was 720p. Yeah. And it had no articulated screen, so I couldn't see if I was in frame or not. And it wasn't about the camera, it was what I was capturing with the camera. Mm-hmm. And it had this it had this ugly streak every time a light source every hit time. it. Every time. Every time. And I had to learn to like just not point at a light source. <laughs> which which obviously gone the way. But I I just learned that it's it's not necessarily about the equipment you have, it's what you're telling um the story with with the equipment you have. You so, have your earbuds in the wrong ears. Do I? Do I actually? Oh, that's why I felt so weird this whole time. Oh my god, that's why it felt weird, dude. I was. Uh, did, did you notice I was like playing with it? I'm just like sitting there, like, why is it? Why does it feel weird? <laughs> the, I wish the camera was on. The no, the vlog. Everyone watching in the vlog is gonna see it. Oh they're gonna, no! They're gonna destroy you in the comments. No. <laughs> this is amazing. I'll just put. I'll just like comment under my own video saying <laughs> I'm an idiot. I have my earbuds in the wrong ears, dude. This whole time I'm sitting there like playing with it. I'm like, I, what? I didn't notice it. You you were just sitting there like fiddling with your ear, and I'm like, what is he doing? And then I looked at your earbud, and I just couldn't. Because like, something felt, was off. And yeah, like, and it, it, it felt weird. I was like, what is it? Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. So you started with a Elf <laughs> One Ninety. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I just. I started with my phone, the the Canon Elf 190, and actually a lot of U- YouTubers started with the Elf 190. I can't even like, there's so many people. Well, it was so cheap. 
it's yeah it's a very universal you don't need something expensive exactly um like so taking photos too um we before we got our cameras we were taking photos with our phones mm -hmm. and if if you take a photo the right way with your phone the composition is perfect the exposure is dialed in you can pull off amazing photos with your smartphone and a lot of smartphones has a raw option so you can actually save it as a raw file when you take the photo i try to explain this to nick he didn't get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it basically uses the entire sensor in an uncropped mm -hmm. or um what are they called uncompressed state yeah exactly and that way when you edit your your the the pixels don't fall apart when you're really trying to push those colors or yeah. pull back those colors or even with lighting too um <laughs> but I try to tell I, I was telling my brother he would send me a photo hey, can, can you edit this I'm like sure can you like send it in a raw file or like take it as a raw file he's like I don't get what the difference is <laughs> just like big one there's a huge difference <laughs> there's a lot to photography that might sound complicated or frustrating mm -hmm. but a lot of budget cameras have a auto mode especially Canon yeah and Lumix to a degree yeah have such incredible auto modes that make being new to photography so easy and your yeah. fart phone, smartphone too I just, yeah i just said fart phone fart, and a fart phone too <laughs> smartphone as well um <laughs> except for a lot of samsung's um auto mode on samsung's is not no. particularly amazing no. the cameras are fantastic oh the camera itself is, is fantastic it's and, amazing. It, and if you know how to yeah it has some it, settings, yeah it has a manual you mode know just a little bit yeah and it, you can adjust the settings manual and get some beautiful photos. Exactly. But if you want just an easy shooting experience, LG, um, all iPhones, mm -hmm. and the oh, OnePlus phones. The the phone that we found about, the, the Xiaomi, the Xiaomi Mi 10. Xiaomi Mi 10, yeah. Um, yeah. And the Mate Pro. And just yeah. the Xiaomi phones in general, they're, they're really nice. Um, oh, so man. There, there's a lot of that one review, really nice yeah. sort of auto modes that mm -hmm. just make photos really easy. So it's point. Uh, yep. Yeah focus shoot especially canon now with their dual um autofocus yeah it's so fast ridiculously fast the second you point it at a close subject bam locks on point that far subject bam locks on it is so fast i mean here's the downfall by my camera in 4k autofocus doesn't exist <laughs> it, doesn't, it just it doesn't, doesn't autofocus. like literally you'd point it there and you're waiting for 30 seconds and it's like oh i should focus now and it just focuses on very slowly a good price range if, if you if you are confident that you want to get into photography mm -hmm. or filmography like yeah. if you want to do photos or video um once you get to that state i would say save up 800 you say oh yeah I would say 800 dollars like and you can get a nice quality camera in this mm -hmm. 600 to 700 dollar range yeah um and then you're gonna really want that extra money to put into sd cards a bag extra mm -hmm. lenses just all oh, the lenses you're, you you'll have to save more yeah um, but yeah. Uh, basically if, if you can save up 800 dollars or grand this is canadian by the way mm -hmm. um then you can get something that will really land on its feet like a really 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 good camera we we say budget but in reality, it's still a fantastic camera, yeah, a fantastic shooting experience. Yeah, just because we say budget doesn't mean that the quality it, of the camera is... Yeah, because is... it gets to a point when, with cameras, when the extra $1,000 you put into a camera mm -hmm. is for incremental improvements. Right? Yeah, yeah, once exactly. You, once you put your first $1,000 into a camera, that's an amazing camera. Mm -hmm. Then you put another 1000 and it's 
per, like a near perfect camera. Like it's, yeah. it's so good, right? And they do get better as you put more money, like as price goes up, but not so significantly that mm-hmm. you're going to notice a huge difference between one and the other. If you want to do like vlogs or mm-hmm. YouTube or any sort of something for yourself that you've been wanting to do, mm-hmm. you don't have to put an absurd amount of money in exactly. it. You can do it on your iPhone. Exactly. Or you can buy a $700 and, Yeah, camera, and, right? and the gap, the, the range between that is ridiculous. Like there's, there's even, there's YouTubers out there who can buy a huge camera, a huge setup to vlog with, but they just stick with a a point and shoot camera, something that they can stick in their pocket. Mm -hmm. That's their style. That's their film style. That's their vlogging style. Versus someone like Peter McKinnon, who literally vlogs, I don't even know if he still does, with a 1DX. It's a huge camera. (laughs) If anyone's seen what a 1DX looks like, it is massive. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And it's not like, it, it, it pretty much looks like, it, so it is, it is Film a, camera. yeah, it is a DSLR. Um, so with a lot of DSLRs, you can get a battery pack or a vertical grip. Um, but with the 1DX, it's built on, so you can't remove it because it's such a large camera. So you can only imagine somebody walking around with, you know, a gorilla pod attached to this huge camera vlogging in downtown Toronto. Now that is that is a that is a vlogging style. That is a, that is a choice. And then you have other YouTubers who decide they want something that could just fit in their pocket, which is fine. But you have to figure out what you want. You have to find that. You have to find the yeah. balance of what you want to shoot, and then meet that requirement. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, another thing I want to bring up too is I I when I first started vlogging, it was weird because I kept thinking about what everyone else was thinking about, like in even in mid. In mid vlog, um, when I was in public, I don't know if you guys noticed. Even if you go back and watch my videos, you'll notice that the camera is actually held um, downward, so pointing up at my face. So the camera is downward, pointing up at my face because I was self-conscious about what people were looking at or um, what they were staring at. But now, as my vlogs continue, you'll notice that the camera is actually level with my face, and I just don't care. <laughs> I don't care what people think. And you definitely, if you want to start vlogging, you have to go into it as, okay, people are going to stare. Yeah, it's going to be a people socially are going to awkward thing at first. Exactly. Now, it depends on where you live, too. Mm. If you live in a place where it's... no one is used to it, nobody sees it before, it's just expect to get the stares. But versus a place like, you know, Toronto or bigger cities... People see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you could literally walk down Toronto and sometimes they'll actually spot another vlogger or another YouTuber. It just it just is what it is. And let's be real here. In bigger cities, there's a lot more stranger and weirder things that go on than someone holding a camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want you guys, if you're thinking of uh, making content, do it because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't do it because... Either someone else tells you to do it or, or you're doing it because, oh, you saw it and that, oh, maybe I should just do it because they're doing it. Um, and if you don't know if you want to do it, just pick up your phone, mm-hmm. start shooting. Yeah, you don't even have to you upload. You don't have to upload. Yeah, just yeah. Like, watch it, see if you like it. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, did, did, your, watch did your brother have a project or something like that I was supposed to help him with? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about it. It's passing anyway. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think he might have done it on his own. He had to do a vlog, I think. I'm not mm. sure. Um, but I know he did do a music piece. Oh. Yeah, he created a music piece for it and then put that on the video. That's actually pretty... Oh, yeah. another thing is... It when it, it just doesn't come to the camera. Um, it, it comes down to the edit, too. <laughs> a lot of people have their own unique style of editing video. And... I, I notice if you watch a lot of YouTubers or watch a lot of content creators and you're a content creator yourself, you pick up on little things. Um, when I when I watch a certain individual, I say, wow, that's actually cool and I never thought of it that way. I should do that. Now, I don't take their edit style and just completely you just, just incorporate it. And yeah, incorporate I, pieces yeah of that into exactly. Yours. So I take a little bit over here, but a little bit from here. The, any piece of art. Yeah. The, it's very hard to find original art nowadays. Everything's mm -hmm. been done before. Exactly. You just have to do it differently. Find a unique way of doing it. Yeah. Because everyone's done everything. Mm -hmm. Just you do it differently. So, like, every every movie plot's been done by now. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. And when you see all this it, cool stuff with drone You have, like, Avatar. And, yeah. Basically Pocahontas. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you... Every, every movie, every... Every idea, it's not every idea, but close to, has been done before. So yeah. just, just yeah. find an idea you like and just make a unique take on it. Exactly. And you don't need the fancy stuff. You don't need the drones to get your drone footage. That would be cool, though. It would if, be if cool. If you can mm -hmm. afford it. If you could get a drone. If you and, can find a yeah. use for it, do it, because that is cool. Well, now in Canada, that the new law came out that... Um, you need a pilot's license now in order to fly a drone. Which up. is so ridiculous. We, it's so ridiculous. If they just gave you <laughs> access to flight paths and yeah. taught you how to use it, and you just had to have training on that, mm -hmm. then yeah. you wouldn't need... I would do that. Right? Because there are... You can get an, you can get apps mm -hmm. on your on iPads yeah. for flight paths. Yeah. Pilots use them all the time now. Exactly. Um, you actually track them live. Yeah, yeah, you can track them live. If they just required you by law to have, like, how long would it take to fully learn that? Probably not long, right? No, just for flying a drone, right? Yeah. They, if they, if you, if you were just required to have a flight path on your iPad, yeah, that would make more sense because then you are taking responsibility. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't have to do something like, ridiculous. Get a pilot's license. Yeah. <laughs> fly a drone. Like, what is that? And I Come think on, it's Canada. Well, I think it's so the Mavic Mini. Or smaller drones that fit in the palm of your hand. I think it's under 10 inches or centimeters. I don't know. You have to look it up. I'm not 100% sure. But I think if it's under a certain amount, you are legally, like, you're able to fly it, like, around, like, just like a normal drone. But obviously, it's hard to find drones or good quality drones at that size that, you, that you're able to fly around versus a, a Phantom, like, one of those huge drones. Um, so... You don't need all that fancy equipment, um, but it would be nice. Wow, we're I can't believe it's we're nearly in an hour. Yeah, we're nearly an hour. Um, you know the best part of this podcast mm -hmm. might just be the last thirty minutes because we started talking about your YouTube channel. Oh and that. right. So yeah. we might have to put in the comment section of your video. Uh, check out the podcast to see how to start a YouTube channel. Do something super <laughs> yeah. clickbaity. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> super clickbaity. <laughs>
Um, um but yeah, uh, wow, wow. <laughs> I really, I really hope you guys um enjoyed the podcast. Um, again, the first thirty minutes of the podcast will be uploaded to my YouTube channel. It's just called Nathan Kirk. Nothing really fancy, just my name. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a really good episode. Uh, James is in this episode, un- like unfortunately this time. But I'm already past the hour mark by a few seconds, so I better wrap this up. As always, you can find this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcast, and I think it's available on other podcast platforms. But I'm looking forward to being behind the microphone again, and I guess you guys will be hearing from us next time. Take care.